everyone, welcome to the first ever edition of Unpopular But Accurate here with Tyler and David. I'm Tyler, and this is my co-host David, and as the show name suggests, we're here to provide unpopular opinions, accurate analysis, and eye-rolling sports takes on North Carolina college sports, the Carolina Panthers, and the Charlotte Hornets. You heard? This is a good chance. You may not like anything we say. You might not like David. You may not like me. I highly doubt it. You're probably going to love me, but you're going to hate David. We'll see how it goes. Listen up. Just buckle up for this first episode. We've got a full slate of action for you to dive into from the Super Bowl matchup here. Come on. With Tom Brady and the Bucks against Patrick Mahomes here and the Chiefs to this weekend's Carolina Duke matchup. And we're going to take a quick look at the Hornets and how they're faring in the league right now. So without any further ado... I'm doing great. Um, that was one uh, hell of an intro there. Yeah, it's one uh, for the I ages. Appreciate that. Probably, appreciate the right? love you have for me in the intro. There you go. Listen here. Listen here. Listen. As we all know, David, it's no secret. This weekend is an epic game. We've got the 16 and two Chiefs going up against the GOAT goat himself. Tom Brady and 11 to 5, uh, 14, excuse me, and 5 bucks. This is going to be one of the most highly anticipated Super Bowl matches in recent history, as I don't think, you know, anyone would disagree that we got two of the best quarterbacks in the league right now squaring right. off on the grandest stage of them all. So, with that being said, David, who you got this weekend, and why do you believe they're going to win? Yikes. All right, so this is going to be a really tough one for me. Um, trying to figure out who I want to choose, because you got two. It's like an unstoppable object. Mino move. What is it? Uh, a, a an unstoppable force. Uh, yeah, it's an unstoppable, unstoppable object. Unstoppable force. Mino unmovable object. And right now, you know, I, before the season even started, I had Kansas City going the whole way. It was really interesting. They actually had Tariq Hill on first take, and he just, you know, before the season even started, he was talking about how this year they're going to run it back. This um, year is all about running it back. We're going to be back. You know, we're going to demolish the league, which they have all year. Patrick Mahomes is bar none, by far the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't think it's close. That's why you got the biggest, you know, contract in history. Um, but, 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 but Tom Brady this year is just is looking like destiny. Mm. It is looking like fate at this mm. point. They have everything they need. They have the offensive line. Mm-hmm. They have the wide receivers in uh, AB. They got it in uh, Godwin. They have it in Gronkowski. They have everything. You're Mike Evans. Like I mean, it's an embarrassment of riches. You know what I think? I think I'm gonna go with the Bucks. You gonna go with the Bucks? You go to the Bucks. I, I too, this won't happen very often on the show, folks, but I too happen to go with the Buccaneers on this. And, here, and here's why. Listen, all right, great. The Chiefs' offense is great. One of the best offenses we have seen almost ever in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And they've done it consistently for two straight years. Um, but who's on the other side? Who played quarterback for Tampa Bay Bucks? Can you remind them yeah, what time? Yeah, Tom Brady. TB12, Tom. right? TB12 played quarterback for the Bucks. Yeah, last I checked, he did. He does. Uh, man has how many rings? How is it, six now? Six rings, right? He's been so, to, what, 10 or 12? We're going to make it seven this weekend. Here's why, okay? Bucks defense is, is one of the best defenses in the league. they got the sixth best total defense in the entire league. They have uh-huh. the best blitzers. Now, a lot of people like to say, if you blitz Pat Mahomes, that's suicide. You should never blitz Pat Mahomes. Right. But, you know, <laughs> as word got out this week, Chiefs are going to be missing two linemen out there, uh, two starting linemen at that. we got three linemen practicing all positions. That just sounds like a train wreck. When you're going up against the set, the sixth best total defense, you can get after the quarterback and harass Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game the entire time. I got to go with the goat and Tom Brady. All those weapons he's got, as you as you already so graciously mentioned there for us. Um, I'm gonna go throw a score out for you. Go ahead. All right. Let's, I, see, I, I let's like see who's the, actually. Let's see who's closer because I want to. If you know whoever's wrong, I want you to give me my credit. At the end of the day, if you're wrong, you got to give me the credit on being closer. But if you are right. I give it up to you. What's I, up? I see how life of David's going to be. It's a bet <laughs> you know on everything, even if we agree. You know how we That's do. fine. At least you know who's petty right now and who's not. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay 34. And you know what? Give, give me a win by a tutty. I'm going to take a tutty on this one. Okay. Chiefs uh, 27. So 34 27. We're going to force them to kick a couple field goals here. Okay. Tom Brady's going to score, score touchdowns instead. 
And at the end of the day, it's gonna be too much down. Well, let, let me let me uh, say this. I love the you know the stat you threw out there with the two offensive linemen you know being interchangeable. Since I told you that same stat earlier today as well. Good uh, good job using my stat. You know, so at least I know you're listening. At the end of the day, you're listening. Man, you're learning. This man you're getting educated. But you know, right? this this, is, this information is widely available on the internet. But did you know that? Did you know that before today? Uh, when I looked at an article today, I did, and it just ha- so happened to be. Oh, after it just we so happened. Today, oh, okay, but, you okay. Know, at the end of the day, well, it just so happened. Okay, all right, sounds good. Now, but um, yeah, that's that is going to be tough. They're two Pro Bowlers um, on the offensive line, um, first pick in a 2013 draft. It's going to be really interesting. So I like your score, 34-27. You obviously think this is going to be a high-scoring Super Bowl. Mm. I hope that I hope that's the way it is because mm. I mean that's what the fans want. We don't want to see another TB12 Super Bowl like Six the LA. Yeah, like that's boring. Nobody's nobody's getting out of bed to watch that. At the end of the day, like I said, I think it's going to be a little closer. Um, I'm gonna have the Bucks winning. I'm gonna go 27-24. It's gonna be that close. It's gonna come so down. So same to a field score goal. as the first game. It was that the same score, but but opposite teams winning. Okay, well, boom, there you have it. Yeah, so it's this, be the so same. this time Pat Mahomes comes into Tampa Bay. Exactly, Raymond James and leaves one and one in Super Bowl. Do you really? I mean, does anybody really believe that Pat Mahomes is gonna beat Tom Brady twice in the same season, especially in the Super Bowl? No, I don't. And and let me just talk about this. If the Tampa Bay Bucks do win, um, granted that we are Panthers fans, and and right. that would bring a lot of heartache to me, but it is what it is. Tom Brady will eventually get old. So at the end of the day, Matt Ryan's old. Drew Brees is getting old. It looks like That's it's true. the Panthers division to take in the next couple of years. So at the end of the day, I'm all right with that. Long term well, plan, right? Well, like I'm um, gonna just say, like uh, Christian McCaffrey said today on first take. I mean, since the Bucks are in our division, I hope both of them lose. But mm. at the end of the day, there has to be a winner. Mm. And uh, let's just let's just keep it real. Listen, I love Chris McCaffrey, but uh, I might end up throwing him under the bus, so don't beat me yeah. uh, right on this episode, okay? Um, let me just say this, though. If the Bucks do win, he has to go down as the Michael Jordan of NFL. Would you agree or disagree on that? I already passed that. You passed, passed No, no, no. Michael Jordan of the NFL, who else can be considered the Michael Jordan of the NFL? I mean, the man has been to more Super Bowl championships than anybody else has at the age of 42 going on 43. is amazing. I think that if he wins this Super Bowl, we're going to have to start comparing him to the greatest athlete ever. You think so? I, you know the what? Greatest athlete He's ever. already in the conversation. I don't disagree with you on that one. Um, I, there's no one else that I can think of in recent memory or in past memory that right. is. The Michael Jordan of the NFL, Terry Bradshaw, some people would argue that with four Super Bowl rings. Um, there's some other people out there with four Super Bowl rings. But at the end of the day, we know when, when it's TV 12 time, two minutes to go in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. we know who's going to win the game. I'm talking about up there um, with the Muhammad Ali's, up there with the Jim Browns, yeah. up there with the Lawrence Taylors, yeah. all that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree with that. As, as much as it hurts me to say, 2003 Panthers know, Bowl, uh, Super Bowl loss for the Panthers there, okay. Tom Brady would be the GOAT. Tom Brady, go. But listen, let's move on. Let's move on to the other things here. You know, Carolina Panthers right now. It's been five long years. Five years. Can you believe it's been that long already since Super Bowl Fifty. The Panthers Time last made an appearance in the Super Bowl. Um, it was an amazing season, as you know. We went fifteen and one and ended in a heartbreaker out there in San Francisco. Unfortunately, um, got to look around the internet today. ESPN um, article out there by the NFL Nation writers. Say that the Panthers are three years away from competing for a Super Bowl. So three years away. So uh, what I want to know from you, David, is do, do you honestly think that the Panthers are that far away from winning the Super Bowl? And and, and tell me uh, how fast you think they could actually get there. So let's just talk about the facts, right? Um, we actually do not currently have a starting quarterback mm-hmm. uh, guarantee. Mm-hmm. Now, me and you have gone back and forth in the past a lot yep. about Teddy Bridgewater, whether – whether you believe that he should, you know, be a long-term options for the Panthers nope. or a short-term. Failed project. Actually, he was the most accurate quarterback of the season. Well, top three most accurate. So he did his things, but he didn't win those close games. There were too many opportunities towards the end of the game where Teddy threw an interception or he fumbled a ball and it just didn't come out the Panthers' way. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I think that, um, you know... I, the Panthers got to be at least three years away because we don't know if he's going to continue to be our quarterback. Now, we get Deshaun Watson, on the other hand, which there are a lot of rumors out there that's saying that the Panthers have one of the best shots. The other people that's supposed to potentially get them, the other teams, Dolphins, really? Mm-hmm. Tua, Tua's going to be the starting quarterback of the Dolphins. Like, like stop it. Jets, do you really want to be ass for the next several years? I mean, you're already ass for the Texans. Do you even want to be more ass? Panthers, with Matt Rule... With our defense, we just look good as hell. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, who would not, who would not want to play with him? 
at the end of the day, I think that the Panthers, we're at least two to three years, but if you give me Watson, we're going to speed that up a so little So you're telling me right now that you do not believe, and I want this on record here, mm-hmm. on uh, February the 3rd, here, 2021, David Gibson okay. saying that uh, Teddy Bridgewater's not the answer? I'm not saying definitively he is not. Not saying uh, definitively. I'm not saying definitively. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave room that open to be able to, you know, see what he got. It was his first year. Let's let's talk about Teddy real quick. It was his first year mm-hmm. for the Panthers after not starting for the last what three to five years. Um, we also had COVID. There was no training camps. There was no OTAs. There was no time to gear up. He was in a completely different franchise. Also, you had to build continuity, chemistry, all that good stuff. So, I mean, I I think for a quarterback that's new to our franchise. There is going to be some ramping up. He had to do his ramping up on game one against the Raiders, you know, and that was a close matchup where we barely lost. So throughout the year, he's been learning in a. You know, but the, with the, but the Raiders aren't actually the juggernauts of the world. They were looking good in the beginning of the season. They were looking good where they finished. They the were season. looking in the beginning of the season. Panthers were looking good at the beginning of the season where we finished. Um, yeah, I know, I know, and it's, it's, it's disappointing. Pathetic. That's what it, we finished. It, it, it is. Call it that. It is. Let, let me, let me just, we'll talk about Teddy Bridgewater because I want to talk about Teddy Bridgewater. Let's get let, it. let me go ahead and tell you how get it. Teddy Bridgewater is not it, sir. Not at all. No, not at all. Let's get all you right? on record. Let me tell you Let's why. get you on okay. record here. All right, all right. Teddy Bridgewater just didn't get it done as a starter. All right. Tell me why. Listen, you know what his starting record was for quarterback this year in the NFL? Last year, uh, this five year. and up, five this and up for the for the Saints. Go ahead. Five and up for the Saints. Well, that's great. Right, I'm Saints just saying. I'm just, I, look, don't shoot the message. What was he for the Panthers now? <laughs> huh? Three and twelve was the start for the Panthers. Okay. Right. You, you played fifteen games right. and won thirty. Yeah. No. All right. That's tragic. I will yeah. give Teddy Bridgewater all the credit. But all are, is he like the biggest reason why we lost? Hold on, let me finish. Right. Let me get this I'm out. saying get because to I, it. I don't, I don't think you, you understand the veracity of the situation here. At the end of the day, okay. Teddy Bridgewater, okay, started out hot. I was one of the first people to say it. Was I not? Was I you not had to eat your people? words. You had to eat your clothes. I said I was no, wrong. All right? I you said were I was wrong about Teddy Bridgewater. Wrong. Okay? I loved it. Cool. Loved it. Well, Excellent. he faded down the stretch, unfortunately. The Teddy Bridgewater we got in the beginning of the season was not the let same. Let me ask you a question, though. And why do you think that is? What do you mean? Why do I think that? Why do you is? think that he? Because he's not as good as people thought he was. All right? But he was playing excellent in the beginning. He just couldn't finish it. You ever? You, you remember how Cam Newton played great his first season in the NFL? Do I remember? Do you remember that? Right. I, I, I All right. Rookie of the year. Right. Rookie Second year. year, what happened? He went to a sophomore slump. Why do you think he went to that sophomore slump? There was a lot of different reasons. Why, sophomore slump. Why different? Because people done figured you out. All right. It took people a whole year to figure out Cam Newton, but they only took them three games to figure out Teddy Bridgewater, all right? And it's not hard to see what, what, what you're going to do with Teddy Bridgewater. And at the end of the day, do you honestly think the Panthers, if you think Teddy Bridgewater is the answer, can compete with the Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl with Teddy Bridgewater? Hell no, but we can do it in an NFC. Uh, NFC. But it doesn't yeah, we matter. We're not, in the AFC. We're not, that's way down the our road. Our goal isn't just you know to win saying? the NFC. Our goal is to win the Super Bowl. Well, that's as long as we win the South, we're going to be at least able to punch our ticket. The question is, how many years do you think they were from a Super Bowl, all right? That's where we at with this. Okay. And at the end of the day, Teddy Bridgewater can't compete. No offense, Teddy, we love you. But but you can't compete. Do you love him? Do you love Teddy? Somewhat. All right. At the end of the day, listen, he was 3-12 starter. He faded down the stretch, and he had poor decision-making in the end of close games. Like, here's the the problem. Here was the moment. Here was the straw that broke the camel's back. Tell me about it. All right. So we're playing the Denver Broncos. All right. It's a fourth and eight. The game's come down the wire. We've got to score a touchdown to win. Teddy Bridgewater throws a one-yard pass to Curtis Samuel for completion. Nowhere near the sticks. Man all over them. They stop us on fourth down. Turnover and downs. Game's over. That, for me, was a straw that broke the camel's back. And also how we performed up there in Minnesota. That was just heartbreaking. That might have been the worst loss that the Panthers had all season. Um, I mean, you have two back-to-back touchdowns on uh, different drives. So it was one drive, uh, Chin scored a touchdown defensively. Yeah. And then the very next drive, he did the same thing. Yeah. Like, that's the only time that happened in the entire NFL season Okay, was for the Panthers. So to lose a game like that was pretty heartbreaking. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not coming to Teddy the the day, So, so you, Teddy Bridgewater, I think it's safe to say from you that yeah. if the Panthers are going to be in the Super Bowl within three years, as the ESPN Nation so suggests here in this article – Teddy Bridgewater's not the answer to get there in three years. Would you agree or disagree? Uh, I'm going to say he's not. If I had to definitively say yes or no, 
I ain't, I'm not going with Teddy. Ray. So, so here's what I think for the Panthers, right? Okay, we got to have options to replace it. The Panthers are on the upswing. It's very clear. You that. better not say nothing about trading no Christian McCaffrey because you can get out of here with that noise. Let me finish. All right, all right. I can tell. I can. I can tell. Let me finish. All right. So the, there's we got to have we got to replace the quarterback. You got to get a signal caller, right? The Panthers. A lot of people are saying the Panthers are going to take a quarterback in this year's draft with a pick. I do not like that option. I do not think a quarterback is needed for the Carolina Panthers right now in the draft, especially at not pick number eight, because I don't think there's going to be anyone at pick number eight that's going to be worth a damn to draft to begin with. All right, names that you can look at. Zach Wilson, BYU. Word on the street is he might go as high as number two. Whoever takes him at number two, God bless their heart. You know? God, bless. God bless their heart. Let him go. Let him go. So, right. Exactly. Trey Lance is another option. Now, you've heard me talk about Trey Lance. I'm, I like Trey Lance. I'm high on Trey Lance. I'm just not first-round ace pick high on Trey Lance. Does that make sense? Right. The other thing is Mac Jones, Alabama. His name has been synonymous with the Panthers. Last week, it was a, it was a senior bowl. Okay. Matt Rule and the Panthers coached at the senior bowl last week. They got to see what Mac Jones can do. Mm-hmm. They they had a relationship with Mac Jones, so there's a lot of people that's tying that relationship now together that Panthers might take the pick will trigger at Mac Jones. I do not That'd be want interesting. I don't care who the quarterback is unless his name is the one Sir Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. If it's not him, the Panthers shouldn't draft any okay. quarterback in the first round. But year. let me let me let me um put you on the spot a little bit here, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and hit you with a little bit of a curveball. The show is called Unpopular But Accurate. Mm-hmm. And so off the record, you kinda like hit me with a very interesting take. Especially in Panthers Nation, I think would be very unpopular. You said that uh, you think that the Panthers maybe should get rid of Christian McCaffrey, trade him for Deshaun uh, Watson. Now, to me, that's asinine. Okay, nobody's on that train with you at the moment. Speak on that for me, please. Oh, you want me to speak on it? Speak oh, on it, it it's, it's, it's quite simple, to okay. be honest with and you. And is it true what I said? Is that true? Um, yes, it is true. So okay. let, let's just All get right. to the point here. Deshaun Watson is a... Fantastic, no, great, no, a star quarterback in the NFL. You're going to agree with that or no? Star quarterback, yes. Do you believe that star quarterback is the most important position on a team in the NFL today? Where are you getting at? That's a yes or no question. It's a yes. Thank you, sir. So, with that being said, as it's been proven, star running backs don't win you games, let alone Super Bowls, okay? That's the problem. We've had Kish McCaffrey. For how many years is this? Fourth year now? Fourth, Fourth year. year. Been the best Look, since it, he came in the league, it, too. Been disclaimer, I love Christian McCaffrey. You better speak he's, on it. He's a class act. Right. He's one of the best running backs in the NFL's ever seen. However, it's not what it's not it's not part of the winning formula for the Panthers. And that's very clear. Because you shouldn't be able to insert a guy like Mike Davis into the lineup and and oh, and do exactly excuse me there. You shouldn't be able to insert a guy like Mike Davis into the lineup. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and be able to do exactly the same things you did with Christian McCaffrey. That, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Now, was it as off the charts as that? No. But it was pretty close. It was pretty close, right? Right. So here's the thing. Instead of the Panthers, do you know what the Houston Texans are demanding for Deshaun Watson right now? Well, I know that. Uh, what's the price tag? I, I, I know that. What's, what's your boy from uh, L.A.? The quarterback. Sam, uh, what's his name? The quarterback that he just traded to the, to the Lions? The, the Stafford. Stafford to the Lions, Jared Goff to Stafford to yeah, Jared Goff, Rams, Jared Goff. So to boom, the Lions. I know, I know the uh, the Lions got what they get. They get two first rounders in a third round pick for Jared Goff. Yeah, yeah, for Jared Goff. So, so what do you think the the Kings ransom that Houston's going to demand? For is there for is there a legitimate thing out there for them right now? Yeah, that, okay, yeah, well, yeah, so, it would take no less than at least three first round picks. Plus no less extra stuff. Oh, so, are you okay with the Panthers giving up three first round picks? <laughs> uh, listen Am I okay to answer the qu- a question directly If it is for Deshaun Watson I am okay I think he is worthy Three first round picks Three first round picks Listen Did you not just say He was a premier quarterback He's one of the premier quarterbacks Okay so my mama used to always tell me Anything in front of the word But is horseshit. Mm-hmm. So you kind of like Threw that out there a little bit So I know that your True intentions With this whole ordeal Is to get rid of Christian McCaffrey At the end of the day so, boom. I mean, listen. No, 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 no. Look, don't, don't get it twisted. I do okay. not want to get rid of Christian McCaffrey. All right. Because if we don't get Deshaun Watson, then the Panthers need to do everything they can to keep him, which they did last year. They signed him to an extension. He got his money. The, man's, the man's printing money every time he walks up to the house. Okay. Here's the thing, though. 
I would rather keep three first-round picks for a team that is on the upswing and getting to the Super Bowl rather than being a team that's in contention. If I'm a team that's already in contention for the playoffs, what do draft picks mean for me? Mm-hmm. Nothing. I don't because I'm already competing. I'm already there. Yeah. I'll give all my damn first-round draft picks. Oh, away. I don't know well, about you know that. I mean, yeah, the yeah, next yeah, three yeah, years, yeah, at least. Lost me. <laughs> but, but here's the point: here, the Panthers aren't there yet, so I don't want them giving away draft capital, which the first round is one of the most important rounds in the draft. All right, the Panthers usually hit home runs in the first round of the draft, a la Cam Newton, a la Luke Keekley, a la whoever the hell else you want to put in the first round. D'Angelo Williams was a home run hit, I would argue. D'Angelo uh, Williams was. Jonathan yeah. Stewart was a home run hit when we drafted him. So you've got – the Panthers do very well in the first round is what I'm saying. We do not need to give that up. Okay. Instead, instead, what I think the Panthers need to do is get to a point to where we get rid of Christian McCaffrey and maybe oh. one first round pick. And then you give us a Sean Watson in return. But here's the thing. That still may not get it done for the Texans. So what do you think about that? Like, do you, do you not think that – would you rather give up draft capital or Christian McCaffrey's question? All right. So tell me what y'all think about that. I want to know what the people – I want to know what the fans think about Tyler's uh, take on potentially getting rid of Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I think that is a polarizing issue that's not really mainstream right now. So I really want to know what y'all think about that. As far as answering your question – Directly, I mean, I'd rather give up the draft capital, to be honest with you. You yep. know what I'm saying? Because I think that Watson is going to make up for a lot of the Panthers' deficiencies more so than anything else. I mean, we see what a quarterback can do in this league, and, um, you know, I, I want I want Watson on our team. Here's so. what I got to say about it, and, I, and I'll just wrap real, it up with this yeah, real quick. Uh, um, I want to see the O-line address. Let's not trade away any picks. Let's not trade away any players for Deshaun Watson. Word on the street, he doesn't even want to come to Carolina. Who he, said that? His first option is Miami. His second option is New York. Or it's either vice versa. Okay? Man, I did not hear that. So he, he, we're not even on his list to come here. At the end of the day, I'd like to see us move back in the draft. Mm-hmm. Don't take the trigger on a quarterback. Let's try to hit the offensive line here. You know, get some draft capital and okay. set ourselves up better for 2022. All right. So listen, I understand where you're coming from there. A little, little Christian McCaffrey. Deshaun Watson talk. I understand I might set a, uh, upset a lot of Panthers fans out there, but let's just get moving. I think you are. Uh, it, even good. if I am. You it's know what? It, get over it. Speak your piece. Right, That's what it's it. about. I'm Speaking not here to piece. tell you the things you want to hear. I'm here to tell you the things you need to hear, Panthers fans. All right? I'm telling you what you need to hear. Okay? <laughs> David's going to appease you, maybe. Oh, whoa. Oh, not even. I said he does do favors. All right, moving on. All right, so David Gibson, this weekend... There's a game in the ACC that needs no introduction, okay? Carolina Duke, everybody knows what week it is, okay? Obviously, you being a fan of Duke here, we'll go get the disclaimers out the way, and me being a fan of Carolina, we know neither team is at the level. Either fan base expects them to be right now, but the game still must be played, right? right? The game exactly. still must be played. Before we get into any predictions here for the weekend, Dave, let's take a dive into why you think right now Carolina and Duke are having subpar seasons based on their decorated histories recently. Because a lot of people, a lot of programs right now, this is this is par for them. But for Carolina and Duke, they don't expect this. Well, this is not expected. No, absolutely. Let me jump in on this. So, Duke is very young right now, mm-hmm. right? We just lost a game to Miami just uh, the other night. So, we have a lot of freshmen on our team right now, and they're just not performing. I love the Coach K interview, you know. You know, Coach K is one of the best communicators ever in basketball history. Um, The best head coach ever in basketball history in college for sure. Potentially maybe even the NBA. Um, And he 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 spoke to it really well. He said, you know, if we go down to Miami and we're going down there to play, then we're going to get our asses handed to us. But if we go down there to win, then that's going to be a different story. We just, right now, we're just making a lot of dumb decisions. And that Miami game, it really shed a light on. And I'm just keeping G because I'm like I'm gonna keep it real. I know you're biased. You're you're gonna you know act like the Tar Heel shit and it smells like roses. I'm not gonna do that right now with the with the with the Blue Devils. Right now we have to be better. We're young. We got to stop making so many mistakes. That Miami game, we're literally throwing the ball to the defense, and it tr- it translated in a way too many fast uh, break points. So we cut down on that. Um, the mental errors, we're really going to be big. I, I, I love what I'm seeing from Johnson um, down low. He's making shots in, inside. Jalen Johnson making inside shots and outside shots. Um, my boy, Wendell Moore, is a, is a hell of a solid you know, three-point shooter as well. So, I mean, we do have star power. 
we just need to culminate it all together into, and translate it into more wins. I don't disagree with you. You guys definitely have more talent than probably any team in the ACC. More talent, without a doubt. You guys have the more talented players. I think Carolina probably the second most talented, and then you can follow that up with either Florida State, you know, Louisville, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's, here's the point, though. Coming into the game this week, Carolina is 11-6, and 6-4 and four in ACC play. Mm-hmm. Duke, while their overall record's not that great at 7-6, and six, they're still at 5-4 and four in ACC play. Both teams are still essentially tied for fifth place in the league with four losses each. Nice. Okay? Here's the problem with Carolina and Duke. It's Jekyll and Hyde. One night you get this team, and another night you get another team. Duke beat Clemson by a freaking landslide over the weekend, right? Then shows up and doesn't even show up to Miami. Lazy. Right? Egg. Who, who Lazy has egg. four of their starters not even playing in Miami? Like, <sighs> that, that's me. unacceptable if you're a Duke fan. And I know it's unacceptable for Coach K. Coach K, after the game, actually said he called his, his players soft. He called them soft. Right, and he said this was an extremely disappointing ball game. Like, this is hilarious for man. Coach K to say that. You know, I know he's just trying to light a fire underneath them, but I, there's a point where he's trying to light a fire, and it's also truth. And that's one of those moments. that's also truth at this point in time. Okay. The team is soft. You, you oh, got okay. you got Jalen Johnson, who was one of the I think he was in number two or number three recruit in the nation coming in. All right, yeah, he into was. Duke, he was supposed to be the next big thing, and he's a baller. He is Put a baller. some respect on his name. Say he, it with his chest. He, he is Say a baller, but he isn't balling for Duke. Oh, that's the problem right now. Oh no, you right? didn't. All right, listen. So uh, listen for for our fans' sake, and so they know. Um, Tyler is a huge UNC fan. We've already stated um, this. There's no need to. He's go back actually even wearing a UNC Tar Heels sweat uh, shirt right now. He's wearing a hoodie. And so you know, I, I feel like you know you got to take a little bit of what he says with a little bit of no, a grain of salt. Like You're being respectful. Listen, listen. Just keep I it respectful. Will, and we can repay. We can replay this clip as many times as we need to. And I hope David saves this when he edits the audio <laughs> for us later. I promise to always be impartial. When talking about Duke basketball and Carolina basketball, I think that you will find my takes will be quite honest and fair to both sides. Just, I don't think you'll see any just, just like the run through paper, just like our, just uh, like the um, the run through with, with this when it comes to UNC Duke game. You got UNC slash D O O K, so you're disrespecting our names in the in the paperwork yeah. of what we're going to talk yeah. about. So well, yeah, I understand your partialness this, when it comes to that. That's only right. to get your blood pressure going because I mean, oh, you did. Because clearly it worked. Thanks for putting the podcast. So at the end of the day, <laughs> let, let, let me help those Duke fans out there by telling you, listen, with Carolina, there, there's several issues that they've got to fix for them to reach their season. So, so the whole point here is... Let me, let me get well, your on. prediction. What I want to know from you, though, we'll get to the prediction in a second, is where do you believe uh, Carolina and Duke will finish in the season? What, do you think they're going to make the tournament? If so, what seed... And what do they need to do to turn around their struggles that they have right now? And, and then, you know what? I might give you my Carolina Blues Well, okay, so that is Prediction def- that as you so predict. That, that is a definitely uh, a loaded question. Um, right now, I think that Duke is going to make the tournament without question. Without question. Without question. At I seven think, and six. I think that. Five I mean, and four. Coaching is coaching. We, re- we both respect coaching, right? We do. Okay. Who's, who's the best at it? In my, the ACC? Uh, uh, Coach K. Okay. Right now. You. So if there's anybody that I put my trust and faith in is Coach K. Yeah. And I feel like we're going to end stronger than what we begin. You got to finish strong in this game and any, really anything in life. But, um, you know, right now we already know that uh, Villanova, Gonzaga, Baylor, Michigan, they're going to be the number one seeds. They deserve it, right? I think that – I can't really say where I think that, the, you know, the Duke is going to end up in the ACC, but I think it's going to be a bubble kind of scenario where we do barely make it in. And once we make it into the tournament, we're not that team you want to play. Okay. Duke always – I'm not going to say Duke always plays uh, great in the, Mars, in the tournament. But since we're kind of down this year, we're kind of – we're the underdog pretty much. We're the underdogs in the season. I think that a lot – and we're a blue blood. We're a blue chip kind of organization, team, franchise, all that good stuff, right? Don't You don't want to play Duke in the playoffs. You don't want to play Duke in the in March Madness tournament. You don't want to see us. I, I don't disagree, but here, here's the point I want you to make. Roy Williams has missed the NCAA tournament a total of three times in his entire career coaching. He's been coaching for greater than crazy, years. isn't it? Three times. Right. Here's the times he's missed the NCAA tournament. Okay. His first season at Kansas, they actually had a great winning record. Or excuse me, they had a winning record. I won't call it great, but they had a winning record. Um, but they were sanctioned and couldn't go to the NCAA tournament because Larry Brown came in and did some recruiting violations. They couldn't go. 
Then their second time he never made the tournament was at Carolina, 2010, abysmal season. Larry Drew was the point guard that year. No offense, you know, to, to anybody that was on the team, but that team wasn't good. Um, they they missed the NCAA tournament. They went to the NIT championship game and lost. All right, those are the. In th- last year, you know what? I'll even throw that in for you because you guys love that. Carolina would not have made the tournament last year had there been a tournament, but there wasn't. So I know Will Williams technically didn't yeah. miss the tournament. Okay, are you are we really agreeing with that, people? Which it doesn't matter. It, well, there was well, there was we, never a tournament. About that? There was never a tournament, so there it didn't was, happen. There, there were bigger things at play. If uh, a tree COVID falls, COVID was more important than figuring out who or who was not in the tournament. So listen, if a tree so, falls in a forest and nobody's around, nobody hears it. Sort I don't, of thing. I don't care what, what your philosophy on that game is. No <laughs> team made the tournament last year, so and that's a fact. So let let, let me oh, let me man. just ratchet this up. I, what I the whole point in this is saying, Roy Williams only missed the tournament really two times in his illustrious career. It happens. Coach K has missed it three times in his illustrious career. All right? It's not like just because you're a Hall of Fame coach, you automatically make the playoffs. So let me, right? let, let me get you on the record with this, okay? So I hear all you this and you that and you that and you this. If you're being real, mm-hmm. keep it G. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we, the fans, and you know, I know you're a UNC fan. Keep it 100. Who, who, do you think that Duke is going to take down the Tar Heels in this game? I think they have a shot. Is that is that Cameron indoor? Well, 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 yeah, listen, 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 listen. They obviously have a shot to take Carolina down this game because the ACC this year has proven that anybody can beat anybody in the ACC. Right. All right. No one. There is no clear cut favorite team in the ACC this year. Period. It's not like last year. I still like Virginia. I like Virginia. I don't because they lost over the weekend to Virginia Tech. Yeah, but the they're still they leading the ACC game, right now. But, but the way they lost that game was embarrassing. All right, you were up by but, eight points in the second half, and Virginia Tech went on a twenty-four to three run. Do you really think they're going to? The you think they're going to literally keep up those kind of losses? I don't. I don't feel like uh, keeping. But we haven't they, seen that before. When they run into better competition, I do because they mm-hmm. haven't shown that they can beat good competition teams. They got ran out of the gym against Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. They got ran out of the gym against Virginia Tech. Name me another top ten team that they've beaten, or even hell, top fifteen team that they've beaten. That's been worth a damn. Well, well, Virginia so, won a championship a couple years ago. I think but that they has that nothing to do with this year. No, I, no, I understand that. Um, I just, I, I believe in Virginia. To be honest with you, okay. And I think push comes to shove, they're gonna, they're gonna really stand up. But go I, ahead. I, I, here's, here, here's. I digress. Here's my predictions on Carolina and Duke. Right, for Carolina to fix their issues, they've got to quit turning the ball over. They average 15 turnovers a game. Guess how many assists they average? I don't know. Right, less than 15. You cannot turn the ball over more than you assist. It's it, you're That's not. A it's not a winning formula for basketball games, especially in college. Mm-hmm. Carolina's shooting percentage has to come up. Carolina's three point percentage has to come up. These are improving, but it still needs to keep coming up. Carolina's won six of their last eight ball games. Mm-hmm. I think that bodes on. That tells you that they're learning how to win. They know how to win. They didn't. They didn't play well last night in Clemson. Clemson definitely outplayed them. But at the end of the day, here's my faith in Carolina. Roy Williams said, "Hey, we had two great practices before we played Clemson." We had two great practices. Yeah, but then y'all, y'all took an L then. And he said, on the day of and during warm-ups at Clemson, I thought we would play very well. I didn't think – I know my team. I didn't think we'd play this well. I mean, excuse me. I didn't think we'd play this bad. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you, you can kind of – Were the lights too bright or something? I'm like, not I saying – the lights definitely weren't too bright. It's Clemson. At the end of the day – I mean, the day. sorry, Clemson fans. I'm just saying, but, hey, uh, he came uh, for y'all. Clemson I did, fans, I just did. Now. All right. Uh, at the end of the day, I think what it comes down to for Rule Williams is this: he knows his team's well, and you just have an off night. If anyone that's watched Carolina in the past eight games, okay. knows they don't play that well. And when they lost to Florida State, they played very good against Florida State, who is a good team, right? But a lot of people think Florida State's the best team in the ACC right now. So, well, just hope they don't have an off night this Saturday. Listen, it's possible. Uh, another issue that I've seen with Carolina is let it happen, boy. I'm gonna give you hell the next. There next is episode. no, there's no go-to shooter for Carolina. We don't got a Joel Berry. We don't got a Kobe White. We don't got a Cole Anthony. You know, we don't have a Marcus Page. We don't have a Justin Jackson or a Cameron Johnson. We don't. Armando does look pretty good though. He looks great, but he's not I'm a not go-to him. scorer. Like if we need a bucket, it's crunch time. No one's screaming through the ball, Armando. Roy Williams might, but I mean he's down low. He's six ten. He has a hell of a wingspan. I'm with you. My confidence. He is should in, be it. My confidence is in the post, though. Okay, here's here's what I gotta say. If they can figure out, they don't need a go to score if they can improve shooting, and if they can cut down the turnovers, they can do those things. They can play as a team and win a championship. It's very possible. For Duke, for you guys, man, let me just tell you. You guys were hurt by a COVID pause at the end of the day. You guys decided to not play any more non conference games. That cost you a half a month of playing time. 
right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I think that really hurt your freshman, especially Jalen Johnson. Oh, hell yeah, of course. Especially Jeremy Roach was one of the top three point guards in the recruiting class coming out of last year. That did not bode well for them. Now, can they turn around? Absolutely. I believe Duke will make the tournament. All right. I, oh, yeah. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not going to be a homer and thank, say you guys suck you. and you're not going to make it. I understand. Keep what, it real what, with what, the people, Coach. I think you'll make the tournament. I see you guys in the 13 to 14 seed range. <laughs> all right, uh, but you guys have the potential to reach 10 and 11 seed, and I like to see them reach that. For Carolina, I think. Oh, you like to see Duke reach that? I would like to because listen, Carolina Duke is better when Car- when both Duke and Carolina are better. I agree. All right. We, at the end of the day, it is what it is. We I hate them, but at the end of the day, I need them to be good. Um, with that being said, I think Carolina's season, um, their ceiling right now is a six seed in the tournament. That's about as high as they can get. But I honestly see them getting a nine to eleven seed coming mm-hmm. into the because the, the back half schedule is, is very strong and, and very is, is a little is. tough. Um, we'll talk about that more next you week. Play us again, last game of the season. That's true. Um, but for this weekend, man, I, listen, all listen. that and no prediction. You already told me this you? weekend here, Carolina's I think Carolina's going to take it. It isn't going to be a blowout. No, by no means. Seventy four seventy. Give me Carolina in Cameron Indoor Stadium. It's going to come down to the last few possessions. <laughs> and I don't know if you noticed, but Carolina is a clo- team that can close out ball games. They've, they've won a lot of close games this year. So, so just for the record, uh, um, you know, once they lose, you know, once uh, Carolina loses this game, you're going to have to come back on here. Mm-hmm. Eat the crow. You know, I'm going to give it to you. I'm handing it to you. You're, you're a Tar Heels fan. I'm a Duke fan. I want to hear you acknowledge, you know, that y'all took it L. Like, you know what I'm saying? Don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to, you know, make it seem like something is not. Y'all took it L to Duke, and it sucks. And, that, and listen, I'm not saying that we can't take an L to Duke. Okay. All right? I'm just saying I don't think we will. All right. I, but am, will I be out here Monday or whatever the day we record this thing and say, <laughs> man, I'm really shocked we lost? No, because we absolutely could lose to you guys. We're not that good of a team. Okay. All right, so at the end of the day, I'm not surprised if we lose to you guys. I'm just going to take Carolina to win it because at the end of the day, we're playing yeah. better basketball than you right now. Oh, okay. All right. So that's the end of that. All right, Listen. With that being said, let's move on to bluer skies in the basketball country, right? Let's talk about a team that a lot of people are excited about in the region, and that would be the Charlotte Hornets, okay? And before I kill David over Carolina and Duke talk, Woo! let's move on to a more Hornets, baby. surprise in the game of basketball. So right now, David, the Hornets are essentially tied for first in the division uh, with the Atlanta Hawks. They're at 10-11. They're one game away from 500, and they currently hold the eighth seed in the East. What impresses you most about the Hornets right now so far in the season? To be honest with you, all right, so I don't know that people want to hear this, but we're here to give, you know, we're not, I'm not trying to have an unpopular opinion. We just keep it real. We keep it on it. We talk, this show is all about talking like the cameras and the microphone is not rolling, and we just keeping it 100, right? So my whole thing with uh, the most impressive thing that I've seen as far as the Hornets this season, I got to give it up to my boy Gordon Hayward. I really do, because, you know, with the Nick Batum contract that was absolutely abysmal last year, it was terrible. I mean, he, he wasn't even starting towards the end of the season. For us to bounce back, you know, it, it, was, it was a running joke out there here in Carolina that pretty much the Hornets organization pretty much re-gifted uh, uh, the Nick Batum contract back to us in the uh, form of Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. My man been balling, and, like, you know, he's averaging over 20 points uh, right now for the season. Um, he's our glue. He's a, he's looking like a hell of a scorer. Yeah, he was hurt for a game or two. Um, that's my biggest concern, I think, with Gordon Hayward. Just be healthy, you know. Um, but if you want to tell me the most impressive thing that I love to see is, I mean, because he has a lot to live up to. His contract per year is a, a contract that only Kevin Durant and uh, LeBron James has had. And Gordon Hayward does not have a ring. And those two brothers got multiple rings. So you really got to bring it. So. Definitely Gordon Hayward. See, so for you, the most impressive thing for the Hornets, hands down, is Gordon Hayward. Listen, I know we're supposed to be unpopular but accurate, but I got to agree with David here. It, the most single impressive that, thing this feels season good, doesn't it? has feels good. been Gordon Hayward. Let me mm. just say that, okay? Is his contract great? No, okay? But so far for the Hornets, he has been a great Ad, all right, yeah, and right man. now, I don't give a damn what you think about the money. He's worth the money right now. His stats are ridiculous. He's at higher career highs than he was all of, in all of Boston right now. Right, all right. Speak He's on. worth every penny. Michael Jordan whipped out and signed a check for. He it's is worth it. Contract, but the, it's that's he's most impressive right now. He's he is the glue. He is the glue. When Nick Batum left, he he's an all star this year. Oh, he's he's, he's an all star. He'll be an all. Sure. If, if, he is. Here's the thing. 
He will be worth the money by season end. And all those people that are yapping around right now about how we paid too much money for Gordon Hayward, if he performs at the level he's performing at right now throughout the entire season, then he was worth every penny. I mean, was the, worth the, the man is making $29 million this season. And right now, it's looking like a good deal. Why don't you compare the money he was making per point to Nick Batum versus what, you know, actually Gordon Hayward was making per asinine, point. asinine, bro. It is it's asinine, crazy. right? It's crazy. So, you know, Gordon Hayward, I think, is the most impressive. I'm going to deny that to you. Let me ask you this real quick, because a lot of people in the Hornets Nation are very excited about this individual, this young man. And you know who I'm talking about. LaMelo Ball right now, okay? LaMelo Ball. Big ball Let me ask this question. Did the Hornets draft the right player? And and where do you think you see you know Lamelo Ball in the next couple of years? What do you what do you what do you forecast for this? Goodness, game? man! It felt like when we drafted Lamelo Ball. I'm not gonna hold you. It literally felt like Christmas came early. Like, cause I I I think that he's gonna be. I mean, he's already shown that he's gonna be the rookie of the year. He's leading right now a conversation of rookie of the year. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, it's, it's taking a lot of people by surprise. He's leading right now rookies in rebounds, scoring, and I think assists as well. I mean, it's, it's just he's doing everything. Uh, Wiseman, on the other hand, he's looking pretty damn good down low. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, you know, as far as the Warriors, they, I mean, they're, they're struggling right now. They're trying to find themselves. But LaMelo Ball, he, he's had a lot to live up to, right? He's had a lot to live up to. His older brother Lonzo is playing right now for the Pelicans. Um, was the second pick himself. Uh, his daddy talked more than anybody else. He's one of the most popular, most famous, most infamous, you know, figures in sports for all, whoa, the, whoa, whoa, for, whoa. for all the reasons let's, we love. Let's right? not throw him on the bus and call him infamous. He's infamous. Oh, in- without question, he's infamous. Infamous has a negative connotation. You and I like. Do you think Ball. that you think Lamar? I, we both like him, but you think Lamar Ball has a good. Connotation to him, LeVar, like a good image okay, to him. Okay, no, no. I will say LeVar Ball is infamous, but his son LaMelo. No, no, right excuse now. me, excuse me. You're right. LeVar, I'm, I'm speaking of LeVar. Uh, there LeVar you go. Okay, Le, LeVar just want to clarify. Yeah, so LeVar Ball yeah. is one of the most infamous people in sports like right someone now. someone who needs to shut his mouth. Oh, I, I'll wait a minute. Right now. Hold on, what you shut mean? Shut his mouth. LaMelo, I mean, no hey, disrespect hey, to your daddy. He, he's been keeping it real, though. Like, right, I don't like, care if he keeps it real or not, but not, your, your, daddy, your daddy needs to shut his mouth. Okay. So, you know, LeVar, LeVar Ball aside, because, I mean, we can have a, dis- you know, a, a difference of opinion on that one. Um, but I, I just think LaMelo, he has everything that you want. He's now officially starting again for the Hornets. Um, you know, he's 6'5". He has a pretty big wingspan. He knows how to take you off the dribble. He knows how to take you off the dribble. He knows how to, uh, you know, the, his assist is unique. Would you agree? I mean, the way the, the, the man passes the ball, I mean, I think it's one of the best right now in the league, no matter rookie, sophomore, whoever. LaMelo uh, might be the best passer right now in the NBA. L- let me just say this right now. Let me just, let me, let, listen, listen. If there's anything else you listen to in this entire podcast today, listen to this, okay? At the end of the day, listen okay. to this. It better be good. I absolutely love LaMelo Ball. Oh, do you? All right, I'm gushing. And people are going to hate me for this. You know what? If most of you hate me, I guess it's unpopular. So eat one on that, okay? Listen, I love his feel of the game. Look, your boy BJ. I love. Your boy BJ. He, he needs to get in line. Hey, he thought he was he trash. Line, I'm going to okay? have to shout him out my real quick. My boy BJ and my other boy Chris, they need to get in line. He okay? nudged me and said this is so. So let me just go ahead and tell you this right now. Love his feel of the game. Okay, he's clearly the rookie of the year right now, hands down. Oh, hands down. Hands down. Hands down. down. Let me just tell you this. Right now, he was... Can you tell us what we talked about maybe a week ago? Just the other day. Okay. Just the other day. um, We'll we'll visit that, but let me just say this. Just the other day, he won rookie of the month for January. He averaged 17.4 points per game in January. 8.3 rebounds per game. And Mm -hmm. also had 8.7 assists per game. What does that tell you when you base it off his normal numbers? The man's improving. He's getting better. He's getting better. He's getting better. Guess how many games he started in all of January? None. None. He didn't start and he averaged game. 17.4 points off the bench. Solid. And, eight, and 8.7 assists off the bench. Nine assists a game off off the bench from my New Yorkers out there. Off the bench. He's playing lights out basketball. Right. Okay? Lights out. All I got to say is about the guys. Okay? Is... You hope the Hornets can keep him. Let, 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 let me we uh, hope we let, can keep uh, him. Uh, yeah, of course we hope we, we can keep him. But let me just bring you back to the. I'm glad you came back to the light. You came back to the light because just a couple weeks ago, 
you know, off the record when me and you were chopping up about LaMelo Ball, I was already adamant multiple weeks. It was at least about three, four weeks now. I was already calling him the rookie of the year. And you was over there, eh, this, that, and third. I'm glad you came and you seen I'm not the light. Crown you smell anyone. that different air? It I'm not going to crown it. anyone before they've earned it. Okay, and I, and I he think, was hot then. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's unwise for you to do the same. Oh, um, at the end of the day, yes, Lamelo Ball was the highest rookie to start the season. But the, my exact words to you were not that I didn't think he could win the rookie of the year. That he wasn't the rookie of the year. I just said pump your brakes right now. It's early in the season. Yeah, right you know, now. you know, you know, well, you try to uh, pump there, up your there, boy Cole Anthony. There's a lot yeah. who, who also and, I, listen. You, listen, you try to pump I'm your boy Cole Anthony. Homer, be honest with the people. But, but any other. Uh, uh, basketball fan that knows the rookies in the league right now would not disagree that Cole Anthony has climbed the boards recently. He's balling. And he's entered into the top five. He's balling. Also being a point guard that's come off the bench. Now he's starting recently due to the injury to um, uh, the starting point guard down there, Markel Fultz in Orlando. Mm. Markel's um, trash. Yeah, it is he, what it is. He, he I honestly is. believe he is. And, and yeah, that dude was the number Cole one Cole Anthony he's will start terrible. over him. That's, that's going to be the crazy part of it. Yeah. In the season. But in the day, um, obviously we know LaMelo Ball is going to get better. Um, I do see an all-star game on the horizon for Melo Ball in, in year two, in year two for him. Okay. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but give me year two, I think he'll be in the all-star game. If Ben Simmons can get in the all-star game with the stats that that man's posting, if you compare it to LaMelo Ball's January stats, well, guess what? LaMelo Ball's going to be in the all-star game. Oh, you better believe two. it. And you know what? This is going to be a good bystander, uh, by, byproduct of all this. Charlotte. Charlotte wins. You know, we're going to put more, you know, fans in seats. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more buzz in Buzz yeah. City. And people are really going to show up and show out. So that's I'm, it's a win-win for us. I'm with you. And, and with all this the talent, with, with Gordon Hayward, with LaMelo Ball, I mean, it leads me to, to our final point here on the Hornets. What do you believe the ceiling is for this Hornets team? All right? You know, where do you think they'll finish seed-wise in the conference? And, and how far do you see them going if, if the playoffs are even an option for them right now? Um, well, the playoffs has to be an option right now for the Hornets simply because they're sitting right now in the eighth seat, right? Yeah. So they're in the eighth seat right now. We, let's, let's take a look at it, right? We got 76ers, number uh, number one right now. They're 15 and 6. We got the Brooklyn Nets right now sitting at 14 and 9. They're looking like one of the most beatable all-star teams I think we've ever seen. Like, you know, they, they got KD, they got James Harden, they got Kyrie, but damn, they are beatable. The Cavs gave it to them boys buckets. Biscuits, back-to-back games in a row. They took two L's to the cast. I'm, they're not world beaters. I'm not really scared of them. Milwaukee, the Hornets just actually just beat them a couple days ago, and we actually dominated them on the uh, on the boards. So that, that's looking really good. Celtics right now are sitting in fourth place at 11-8. You know, we just beat the Pacers. They're 12-9. Um, the Falcons, you know, they have Trey Young. He's looking really good. Hawks. I mean, uh, You mean the Hawks. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes. So, excuse me. Uh, the Hawks. <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks right now. They're looking really good. Disrespect meant because uh, you're no. in our division. We don't give a crap. I uh, know. Forget the Hawks. Nah. Now they're looking pretty good. They have a talented roster. And then you got you got the Cavs at 10-11. And then the Hornets tied right now at 10-11. Uh, I mean, you ain't really got to put me to the fire. But, I mean, right now, I think that the Hornets... Their ceiling. What do you think their ceiling is? The this, best they can do. The best they can do? Um... Give me fifth place. Give me fifth place right right now this year. This year, I think we have the type of squad organization. Listen, I, I, I really like – we already talked about Hayward, what he's doing. Um, Devontae Graham is looking uh, really damn good. Uh, you got Terry Rozier, Scary Terry, balling, straight balling right now. Um, I mean, we, we just have Cody Zeller getting, getting the boards, scoring down low, doing all the dirty work that we need. Panther I – mean, excuse me, Hornets – Hornets. <laughs> Hornets. <laughs> Hornets right now are, are like they're they're underrated. They're underrated, but they're still damn good. Yeah. Give me fifth place at least right now. Fifth place? Uh, listen, I, I was going to agree with you on fifth place earlier when I was looking at this, but I, I'm going to have to go ahead and say sixth place is the ceiling for them. Here's the reason. I, I still like the Indiana Pacers. They've got a lot of pieces that are really good. They're in fifth place right now. Um, did the Hornets beat the Pacers the other day? Yes. Yes, we did. Here's my thing, though. Do I like That's the Hornets? Here's the thing. You, you mentioned, do, did, you know, anybody can beat Brooklyn, right? On any given night, yes, they can. But do I like the Hornets in a best-of-seven series against Brooklyn? Absolutely not. Do I like the Hornets in a best-of-seven series against Milwaukee, even though we've beaten Milwaukee? 
Absolutely not. I do not like us in a best of seven series against Boston. I definitely don't like us in a best of seven series against. No, Philly. but we're, but we're talking okay. about we're not talking about necessarily uh, the seven game playoff. We're talking about seeding. Right, right, right. Seeding wise, seeding, seeding. I'm going to say six. I don't. I don't I'm because six. Pace's best player is TJ Warren. Like is, he's not a world beater. Is but they anybody also really got Demontis Sabonis in the paint, and and when he played us the other other time, oh, we had no answer for Sabonis. We had no answer. I mean, he's good, but he's not knocking nobody's socks off. Yes, he is. No, I, don't I don't know, know what you've that. been looking at recently, right. but I'm advise so. you look into his stats, and let's talk about this next week. But at the end of the day, what I'm going to tell you right now is that fifth seed is doable. Sixth seed is where I think they'll land. I like the Hornets team. I like the direction they're going in. Out of any team. In Charlotte, that plays professionally outside of the checkers. Mm-hmm. I'm most mm-hmm. excited about the Hornets than I am the Panthers right now. So, at the end of the day, I think that's where they're going to end up, right? So, with LaMelo Ball and with Gordon Hader, I think they'll definitely make playoffs. Highest ceiling I see for them is the sixth seed. And you know what? That's not bad, though. It's not that's bad. Not, that's I think it's a fair prediction. Yeah, it's not bad. Hey, it's a lot fair. better than what a lot of people thought. So, listen, guys. At the end of the day, Hornets, I think, are going to be good. We, 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 we've talked about the Panthers, what they need to do. We're going to dig more in the Panthers next week. And at the end of the day, we're going to find out what happens in this UNC-Duke game. And, folks, that's all we have for you this week on Unpopular But Accurate with Tyler and David. Please join us next week when we're going to discuss what we'd like to see the Panthers do this offseason. We're going to recap the UNC-Duke game, which will be a Tar Heel victory at the end of the day. And we're going to dig more into the Hornets. And, and their slate. I'm going to tell you what, dude. The Hornets next week, dude, the Hornets have some games this week. You realize that? Yeah. We've got to play 15-6 and six Philly. we got to play 16-5 and five Utah. we got to play 4-13 and 13 Washington, which we should beat. And then we got to turn around and play 10-9 and nine Houston. So it's going to be very interesting to dig into that. I think I'm excited to see what you think. Uh, uh, so so out of those games, what, what do you think the Hornets are going to go ahead and make a prediction? 2-2. 2-2? Two and two. Two two and two. Give, me, give me two wins against Washington and Houston. We'll take two L's of Philly and Utah. I, I, I think that, that I that's a fair assessment with them. Um, listen, guys, even if you hated our takes tonight, we hope we at least entertain you, if nothing else. For David and myself here, thank you for joining us uh, on Unpopular But Accurate. Tell me what you guys think about some of the takes that we have. Do you think that Tyler is correct or accurate? Or what do you think about him wanting to trade Christian McCaffrey? Do you think that we are both asking on ridiculous as far as our Gordon Hayward picks? What do you think is the most crazy, egregious thing that we both or either one of us said this episode? Tell me what you think. We're really interested in, in, in to knowing what you think and uh, who won this debate. Listen, all he's saying is hit the comments and let us know what your feedback is on that. At the end of the day, the show name is Unpopular But Accurate. I feel like I'm the only one here with Unpopular Takes. David did not even put his toes in the pool tonight to see what the water Oh, stop it. So, at the end of the day, listen, for David and myself, everybody... Thanks for joining us. We're going to see you next week here on Unpopular But Action.